We are starting, though, with taking a look at what has been happening earlier today and throughout the day at Crab Park in Vancouver. This morning, after we moved over here last night, in came the whole contingent of them. It seems like there's more of them every time. Far more of them than us. Almost like a military squad, all in their uniforms. You gotta move. You gotta take this down and ha have it ready to move. I don't understand what happens between that and how we have to move over here. They, they basically threatened to, to, uh, to take it themselves, right? Um, they, they told us that we had to leave this park, and we were told to come here from Strathcona, you know? So, um, and they didn't talk about a designated spot, and we were over there, and now we're back there again, but there's, there's reasons that, that not everybody necessarily wants to be in that spot, and I have my reasons, you know? So that was Robert Bruvold and James Thompson, two of the residents of Crab Park. And they were speaking earlier today with Global News. And joining me now is Fiona York, a Crab Park advocate, to talk a little bit more about this. Fiona, thank you so much for making the time today. Thank you for having me. So what has been happening? What is going on at Crab Park today? Well, I mean, listening to those comments, it's really quite emotional. And it was really... Um, very dramatic. There was a very aggressive, um, escalating, um, and a massive amount of intimidation and aggressive enforcement this morning. Um, and I was, I would say enforcement of bylaws, but in fact, it's not even enforcement of bylaws because it seems that they're going above and beyond what the bylaws actually say, which is that people do have a right to shelter overnight in every park in Vancouver um, and daytime sheltering in the designated area. But from what people are saying, they're actually being told to leave the park. Um, they do have the right to shelter overnight, according to bylaws. So it's just a real escalation, a real show of aggression um, on the part of the park rangers and the police uh, forcing people to move. This has been happening um, through this week. So yesterday, there was also a really massive display of uh, enforcement with um, park rangers and officers. There are about 15 to 20 in total, and they very aggressively seized and removed um, tents and told people to move. They seized probably about 12 people's properties, most of it discarded, some of it uh, perfectly good tents and materials that were ripped as they were being discarded, taken away in trucks, um, probably will not be possible to get it to have it back because we know from previous experience that trying to track down belongings, it takes months of work and often it's already been discarded by the time we get through that. Um, so just a really uh, major escalation and um, a, a big show of, of aggression against people who are homeless and trying to find shelter in parks. And Fiona, when I look at what the Park Board put out when they were asked about this earlier today, and the Park Board put out a statement saying that beginning yesterday, uh, park rangers are carrying out the park control bylaw compliance on the south side of Crab Park, outside of the general manager's designated area. Uh, it goes on to say, it says, this is not a decampment. We're not asking people to leave. We are asking for people to comply with the bylaw and that park rangers will be prepared to remove non essential items and store essential items for people sheltering in the park. It, it sounds like from what you're describing that that to, that what you're describing and what the park board is saying is happening don't quite match up. No, I'd say absolutely not. And I guess I'd also point out another thing, which is that 
Um, there's just a lack of communication generally between the park board and the residents of the park who are most impacted. One of the things in the recent court case that actually uh, ended up in the establishment of that designated area, the Bamberger court case, was this uh, topic of procedural fairness, which means that when people are disproportionately impacted by a decision or by an order or by um, a bylaw, that they need to ha- they have the right to communication and the right to information about what's happening and what might be happening. Now, clearly, this this uh, information that you're receiving is different. It's above and beyond what the residents have actually received and what people impacted have actually received. So, just this real disproportion, uh, lack of communication and information, uh, the park board actually cut off weekly meetings that were being held um, since April of this year, um, since April of last year, they were just for some reason ended a month ago. And so there's been no communication and the ranges have been very uh, clear to not communicate with supporters and advocates about what's been going on. And then, as you say, there is a real discrepancy between what they're saying and what's actually happening on the ground. They're not just talking about uh, unimportant items. We're talking about survival gear, tents um, in front of my eyes yesterday, tents are being removed, thrown in the back of trick pickup trucks, tarps and tents being thrown in the garbage, being ripped as they were done. So um, things that people need to survive. So their their belongings, their housing, their homes, and there aren't really unimportant items. People need things to survive. They need things to um, to live their life, to to get by, uh, especially during these cold conditions. We just heard about the weather. It's raining. It's cold. People are waking up at 8 a.m. to have this and to be evicted and to lose all their belongings and probably not to get back. There's a real kind of fiction around storage of belongings and <laughs> almost entirely people are not getting their belongings back when this happens and that's a whole kind of study in itself about um, the difficulty of, of retrieving belongings and just the attitudes around belongings and uh, attaching this unimportance to them and, and people not being entitled to have access to their belongings and really it just comes down to like basic survival for people who are trying to get by out of doors when there isn't housing and not being ha- not being given that option. Uh, you mentioned housing. I was curious uh, because uh, it, it, it has grown as far as the number of people living in Crab Park. Whether we're talking, I think, about the the sanctioned area where where they can stay during the day, as opposed to to where you can shelter overnight. Is there a plan? Have has anybody left Crab Park or been offered housing? Certainly, um, Crab Park, the encampment, has been around for two and a half years now, and it has been sanctioned for about a year and a half. And over that time, obviously, people who are staying in the park are seeking housing. They're not just there because they want to be outdoors. They're seeking housing. And there are people who secure housing and who leave. And part of the... Um, the issue about being together in an encampment is that there is access to outreach workers and people are in one area where they can be found from day to day and there can be some back and forth with outreach workers so people actually can secure housing uh, rather than if they're on the street and being moved from place to place where they can't really do that follow-up and they're less likely. So um, people do get housing. There is a change in the number of people that are there but also this year, just uh, a month ago, there was a release in the homelessness uh, point in time count for this year there's a 30 percent increase it's now at 4800 uh, for metro vancouver so it's a 30 percent increase it's the highest increase since the count began uh, and the designated area is really quite tiny and arbitrary that was set up 
I would argue that there should be designated areas in many parks in different parts of the city that people have access to, and that there should be at least a corresponding 30% increase in the designated area in Crab Park to account for this 30% increase in homelessness. Obviously, people need a place to go. Obviously, there isn't space. There isn't housing. We know that there's a need for housing. We know that there's a housing crisis. And now this sheltering in parks needs to be considered as part of that continuum because there is nowhere else to go. Uh, And Fiona, what happens at this point on? Because it sounds like park rangers are going to be continuing uh, carrying out uh, this, what what they're calling the the compliance. I know there was a park ranger that was injured earlier today. How do you see this continuing? It seems like there's going to be a continuation of escalation. Um, It seems like it's similar to what happened on Hastings Street on April 5th, where there was uh, the massive eviction and decampment and takedown of the Hastings Street camp. And then there was that continuing um, maintenance or monitoring or surveillance of people staying uh, in tents on Hastings Street. And so I feel like that might be what's happening here, that there's going to be this ongoing day-by-day um, monitoring to ensure that people are not staying in that area. But again, this is really contrary to the bylaws that state that people do have a right to shelter overnight in parks. And so that should continue rather than hearing what we heard earlier from people saying that they're being told not to come back to the park and not to stay in the park. They do have that right to shelter overnight. They do obviously have the right to stay in the designated area, but really there needs to be consideration that it's it's too small for the number of people who are homeless. We know that. And there needs to be also that consideration of people and just their human rights and dignity. This is definitely also a display of Indigenous colonial violence because two of the people today that were arrested violently are Indigenous and they're the ones that are being held while the supporter is not the person that's being held. They're still actually being held in jail. Um, There also just a month ago, the Federal Housing Advocate, which is the national watchdog of housing and encampments, released an interim report about encampments and talked about there needs to be a prohibition of forced eviction. That's the number one recommendation. This should not be happening. There needs to be respectful, respecting the rights of Indigenous people and ending the practice of using policing and bylaws to evict homeless people from encampments. So this is being called upon on a national level. I think there's a real dichotomy between this national, what's happening on the national level and court cases, which more and more are showing that people do have the right to shelter and are rights holders when they're staying in encampments and what's happening on this local municipal level with this kind of enforcement. All right, Fiona, we'll have to leave it there for today, but thank you so much for making time for us. Appreciate it. Thank you for speaking to me.